Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Tuesday, July 14th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined today on the show by Saints running back Latavius. Latavius has done countless acts of service in his hometown in Florida. He talks about that. He also talks about getting his MBA, a process he started in 2017 from Syracuse. So you don't want to miss this interview with Latavius. He talks about what he's been up to during quarantine, some of his hobbies that he's picked up, and maybe the skills he might bring to the Pelicans since he's out there in Orlando. All right, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Saints running back Latavius Murray. First of all, Latavius, how, how are you adjusting during all of this? Just uh, taking a day at a time. Um, I think like everybody else is, just, uh, you know, adjusting, um, you know, just uh, making sure that I'm taking care of myself, taking care of my family, um, and staying ready to go. Can you take me through the thought process of this, basically this entire offseason? Because at the beginning, it kind of seemed like it was going to be, you know, a month, two months, and then – you know, you might have to work out, you know, your, your workouts might be pushed off until a little later, you might be able to adjust. And then now we're, you know, a few weeks away from starting training camp. How have you kind of had to adjust on the fly to the, the progression of COVID-19? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, it's been different. So I can't even say that I, you know, expected this or have been prepared, but I just think, uh, you know, we just made the most of the situation and, um, you know, obviously making sure that I had a, uh, a place and the things in place to uh, to train, and then um, and then obviously when the time comes regard you know regarding when we go back, um, just making sure I'm ready you know for for when that time comes and that I'm in the best shape that I can be in. So um, there's definitely there definitely wasn't no uh, you know no plan for how to do it, but just uh, just being prepared and and being uh, you know uh, being flexible. Um, finding the right things that I needed here at home to uh, to get ready and be prepared for when we go back. You know, I've seen some players like Demario have have their trainers come out to their house and different things like that. What have you specifically had to do um, in order to kind of adapt to your workouts? Yeah, I, I had my uh, my trainer come out to uh, down to Orlando as well from uh, from back home. Um, guy that I've worked with for you know a lot of my you know, years uh, since coming into the league. And it's been good because, uh, you know, you know, obviously he's been flexible, but it's just kind of it's just him and I. So we've been able to uh, really train when we want, train as long as we want and really get to work in and not really have to, uh, you know, worry about, uh, you know, using someone else's facility or being on somebody else's time. So that flexibility has been, um, it's been, you know, a big help. Have you had access to all of the things that you feel like you need, you know, like weights and stuff and equipment, sleds, all that stuff? Yeah, I got a, I ordered uh, basically uh, everything that I needed here at, at my house and uh, just turned one of the um, little stables, horse stables that I had when I bought the place. Wait, 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 wait. I don't have wait. any horses though. Wait, we're not just going to glaze over that. You bought a house with a horse stable? Yeah, two horse stables. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, a little small barn. So we turned one of the horse stables into a workout room and, and it's been, been working. We put some weights in there, and, but it's been good. It's been great. And then we just find a field and we do our, our uh, you know, our workout uh, on the field or I use my yard. Where the horses would go, that's the field that you, right. you work out on? Got yeah. it. 
Understood. Uh, Latavius, do you feel like being a veteran helped you this offseason? Because you think of the rookies coming in, they have no idea the, the shape that they're going to need to be in for an NFL training camp in New Orleans. Do you feel like going through one training camp in New Orleans and being a veteran in this league has helped you this offseason? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it just comes down to being a pro for one. And obviously me having even just one year under my belt, I'm sure uh, changed my way of looking at uh, how I approach the game compared to coming in as a rookie. So um, I think you just learn to be a pro. You learn to, um, you know, learn to take care of your body and, and knowing how important it is to uh, maintain, uh, you know, all the physical abilities so that when training camp comes, comes around you you know you're able to you know play at the, the, you know play at a high level um and 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 not be behind at all and um and, and be able to come in and and, and and be effective um from the beginning so i saw a video on social media a while ago of you and brianna stewart speaking to a class of graduates was it high school i believe yeah high school yeah high school graduates from your hometown in syracuse new york correct yeah yeah um, can you tell me a little bit about the message to that you said to those younger students about kind of all of the unknown that is affecting all of us right now? Yeah. So for, 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 uh, for those kids, we just wanted to, um, we wanted to reach out to the spring athletes, the spring high school athletes that missed their season. Mm. Um, obviously because we felt, you know, felt bad for those kids who, you know, let's say maybe that season had a, uh, you know, had a lot to do with maybe their 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 next career um, or or how that played out. Uh, not maybe get an opportunity to have that season um, in order for that to help them. Uh, so, but just uh, you know, maybe just giving them some positive uh, positive message that um, obviously they still got a lot ahead of them. Um, you know, they still can do all the things that they want to do, regardless of what that is, sports or not. Um, and just to try and remain positive, you know, during this time that I think everybody is really trying to figure out. Have you had a chance to speak to any of the rookies on the Saints team this year? No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. Um, so on to bigger and better things. So the whole reason why we wanted to get you on the show today is to congratulate you because you received your MBA from Syracuse University this year. Can you kind of tell me about the genesis of when that started, the plan of getting your MBA? Yeah, so it started uh, my last year in Oakland in uh, January of uh, 17. Okay. And uh, January of 17. And so um, it, it's just been a process because obviously during the season, I'm not, I'm not me. I'm not going to take classes just so I can, um, you know, I have enough to worry about. And then so in the off season was the only time that I was able to take classes and and so it took a you know accumulation of three years to uh, finally complete it. Um, and so to be done, um, I'm definitely you know happy. Um, I think I, I learned a lot. Um, I met a lot of people, um, connected with a lot of people outside of the the game of football, which is I think a, obviously always a great thing to just to to, to connect and um, you know meet meet new people. So. It's been a, uh, it was a process and it was, uh, it was, it wasn't easy, but it was fun. Um, and, uh, and I'm definitely glad that now I can call Syracuse, um, you know, it's a part of who I am. It's always has been, but now the, the university is part of who I am now. 
having done a few interviews with you before and kind of knowing you on a personal level, I know that you are much bigger than just a football player as are all athletes and football players. But um, when you started this idea of getting your MBA and now finally having it, what are your plans or do you have anything in the works right now of, of how to use that degree? Yeah, so it's still, um, my, my, my biggest goal is to try and help athletes figure out life after football and try to help them uh, maybe see bigger picture. I just think for a lot of athletes, even from athletes that I've spoken with that retired, is uh, once you're done, it's really, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of people know what they want to do. And uh, I, I want to help those people. Uh, I think for me, I'm still trying to learn and figure out what, what's next when I'm done because it's still a lot of life to live. So um, if, you, uh, if you're able to get athletes to think about that early on in their career, even younger than that, if, you, if, you, if you're able to get them to think about that in college, high school, um, I think the better. I think obviously with time you grow and you know, your mind frame changes, but, um, but to have a plan and to learn about yourself and know the things that you want to get involved in, I think that's huge and you can never start uh, that too early. On the NBA side, we saw C.J. McCollum at the beginning of this talking about, you know, his fellow NBA athletes and realizing that life is bigger than the sport that you play, kind of along the lines of what you just said. But have you had any conversations with maybe some other professional athletes or maybe even guys on your team kind of talking about the uncertainty of this time and how to prepare for life after football or maybe even just how to prepare for times like this where you don't really know what's next? Yeah, um... You know, I, I can honestly, I, I haven't talked to anybody about that, but I know that was maybe one of the topics we talked about with the high school athletes is that, you know, I know for me, um, again, what I would, what I would love to do is help athletes transition um, when they're done. But, but I think this obviously puts a bigger emphasis on figuring out or finding something else that you enjoy or love to do or will want to do because, you know, this isn't a, uh, you know, this isn't a necessity, you know, football has to be put on hold because of something bigger than a game. And so you would just want to hope that um, if it was all over today, that you could still have an impact on people. You could still have joy in what you do and what you, what you, what you want to do every day in life. So, um, so that, 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 that has helped me this time has helped me kind of think about that and take a seat back and realize that there's obviously, you know, we all know that, but now more than ever, we, we see that football has to take a back seat to, to, you know, our health and, and other things. You've also used this time to help people in your community. Can you talk a little bit about the things that you've done during this time to, you know, serve meals and, you know, help your community? Yeah. So, um, uh, so starting with um, here in, in, in Florida, um, where I live, but in Titusville, where um, I'm originally uh, from, my family is from, we, uh, we, we serve meals Monday through Thursday for now. It'll be um, two months. We started in the month of June and we're doing through uh, the month of July. Uh, but we just, we delivered dinners to the elderly and whatever's left over out of that 100, 150 meals we give to those who, who need and can come up and get a meal. So uh, we'll finish that through July. Um, and that's been great. And then uh, back home in Syracuse, we obviously we did the high school, uh, we did three weeks of um, the Zoom meetings with high school athletes. Um, and then with Brianna and Pat Corbin, and then 
And then, uh, and then we also just did a piece of giveaway last Monday uh, for the Boys and Girls Club on the east side of Syracuse. Um, anybody could come up and get a free piece or so. But it's just, um, you know, just um, really trying to do your part, whatever that is. Um, I think uh, your way of helping may be different from mine. My way of helping may be different from somebody else. But um, doing, doing, doing something and doing whatever's on your heart, I think that's what, that's what matters. Absolutely. Latavius, did you ever play basketball in high school? I did. I'm going to think outside the box a little bit here because you are in, you now, now are in Orlando. Excuse me? Now you're talking my language, hoops. All right, so, so you are in Orlando. Um, you are quarantining and you are in shape. So if maybe the Pelicans, you know, needs, need an extra body, are you willing to sacrifice yourself and go into that bubble and just, you know, suit up for the Pelicans, maybe. Not only not only am I willing, I'm able, <laughs> and and I'm gonna be highly effective. Like let's not let's not forget that part. I'm gonna be highly effective. Please, do, please um let me know your game a little bit. Are you like are you gonna get like ten and ten? Are we expecting rebounds, assists? Are you a defensive guy? Are you intangibles? Are you gonna be giving the high fives? Like how can you affect the game? I think everything you just mentioned. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing all of that. High fives, slam dunks, slam. all that. I got it all in my I got it all in my arsenal. I promise. All right, all right. Team, I'll, I'll let David Griffin know. Well rounded. Okay. Um, last question before I let you go, Latavius. I saw uh, doing while doing my research for you that you've de developed a little bit of a hobby during quarantine in the kitchen. And I need to know um, a little bit more about that. Maybe your favorite meal, the most difficult meal that you've tried. Yeah, probably. Uh, so um, again, my, I said it before, but my lasagna is 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 a one. Um, I tried to make a peach cobbler. It was all right the first time I burnt it, <laughs> but I went back at it and I and I and I and I came right this, the second time. I tried to make a dish that Zach Line uh, wife was making for breakfast. It came out good, but not as good as hers. And then, uh, and then, my, but my chocolate chip cookies though—that's that's what I pride myself in. The chocolate chip cookies. That's I'm thinking of open up a a, a a cookie shop for that. Just off of those alone. Just chocolate chip. Listen, anybody, everybody that I passed out the recipe to, they, they'll tell you. Or anybody that I've made them for, they'll be the best you ever had. And, I, and I'm sticking to that, for sure. I need to know, like, how bad was the burnt on the peach cobbler? Like, what were you still bad. able bad. to eat it, or? It looked like the same shirt you got on. Okay, yeah, that's not, that's not, not ideal. But I, I might have to give you an address so that you can go ahead and ship me some cookies. I'm not going to do the work. I need you to do the work for me and then send me, you know, maybe two dozen cookies. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Latavius. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you for all the, your work in the community and congratulations on getting your MBA from Syracuse. I appreciate it. Thanks to Latavius for joining us on the show today. If you haven't checked out NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints app recently, we are doing a 2020 Saints position breakdowns. Go ahead right now and check that out. The most recent one was on the defensive line. We've also been doing Saints legend interviews. We'll have John Stinchcomb online later today. Right now, LaCharles Bentley and other Saints legends are on the website available right now on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints app. Thanks everyone for joining us on the show today. Thanks to Latavius for giving us his time. 
Tune in on Thursday for another edition of the Saints Training Camp Series. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. Have a great day, everyone.